the ultimate elephant safari. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. I'm literally in between the Arctic. I've just come back from Svalbard. I'm heading up to Iceland in a few days, but I'm in the office and I sat down with Trevor and we have a bit of a chat around one of the safaris that I planned way back, but that the guys are busy getting back on the leg. It's called the Ultimate Elephant Safari. Great itinerary, great destinations. And in this one, Trevor and I just discuss um, the place and the destinations. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay, I think we're good to go. Trev, how's it? How's it? How are you doing? Lucky. You look cold, bro. It is a little bit chilly. <laughs> yes. It is a little bit chilly, eh? The you mornings know? are getting cooler and cooler. Are yeah. you training in the morning now? No. There's definitely not. There is not a chance. I've got this dilemma because I'll get into the garage in the morning and it's all like, not cozy, but it's okay. And then I have to open the doors because I get claustrophobic. I can't train with the doors closed, but there's yeah. balls cold. So, yeah, you know what yeah. the funny thing is? It's, I actually get colder here than I did now. How do you mean? Like up in Svalbard, it's minus two and zero, but this just doesn't feel right. I think they gets it out of you geared, but even I don't know, just like your core. I don't know, it's very strange, but it's chilly in Joburg. So dress like you in you in Svalbard and come to work. This is Svalbard clothes. <laughs> it's like a sleeve and what have you. But yeah. Anyway, um, elephants. Elephants. Talk to me. Sure. Okay. So um, we've actually put together. I think it's. It was a trip that you put together a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. Ultimate we elephants. tried it way before COVID, yes. Yeah, a long time before COVID. Yes. And we had a whole bunch of dates in that yes. planned. Um, and that then obviously got scratched due to COVID. Mm. Um, but there was quite a high demand. And I mean, I know from personal experience going on safari, there's nothing better than spending time with elephants out in the field. 100%. You know, it's great to see lions and leopards and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. but. When it comes to elephants, they're always doing something. You 100%, know? yeah. Whether, whether it's feeding and the way they're manipulating their trunk or the way they're interacting yeah. with one another. Body language or, is off the hook. Exactly. Mm. There's always something going on. So um, we, we've we put out this this Ultimate Elephants Tour again, mm-hmm. um, which covers three destinations, Manapool, yeah. um, Wangi, yeah. and then finishing off on the Chobi. Nice. Um, good combo. It is a good combo. It is. It's a great combo. I think in terms of... It's a, yes, the focus is elephants, but I think if you look at those three different destinations, they all offer such a wide variety mm. of different wildlife to photograph yeah. as well. Yeah, I think that that's an important thing you say there because it's. And I'm just going to relate this to. I'm just came back. I'm in Arctic mode because I'm in between Svalbard and Iceland. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of yeah. people come up to the Arctic for polar bears. Yes, people will go on this trip for elephants. Yes. The thing is, if you can take a wider view of the whole thing and think, okay, I'm not seeing a polar bear now, but this is the world they live in. How does that seal hole affect the polar bear? How does the ice affect the polar bear? How does the birds in the area, like ivory gulls, which is attracted to their kills, how does that affect the polar bear? So if you go to all these places, the signs of elephant is 100% there, and you'll get a much deeper understanding of the environment of the elephant. That's true. And if if you look at the three different destinations that we've chosen, they're all completely different. Mm. So you've got the minor pools part of it. It which starts is, in minor. It starts in minor pools, which offers obviously being able to get off the vehicle, um, walk on foot yeah. and be up close mm. and personal with dangerous game on foot, obviously yeah. in a safe environment. 
Um, and I mean, seeing elephants <coughs> out in those floodplains being on foot, mm. um, you know, especially during the dry season, it's, it's spectacular. And I think very special that, that in itself, and it comes down to, to what you were saying. It's, it's, yes, it's about elephants, but there's so much more that goes on around you that you can relate to. Them. Huge. Mm. Um, and I think to start off with being able to be out on foot, I don't think many people who have been on safari before have mm. done something like you would do in minor pools. Yes, maybe you may have done a walking trail in the Kruger National Park or in one of the other mm. reserves, but it, it's a completely different walking yeah. experience. I think, yeah, I think in the Kruger, I mean, when we did trails and all those things, yeah, yeah. we would go on foot and the brief would be, we're not doing this for animals, we are doing this for the, the track, the smaller things. Where minor pools, you see a potential subject or photographic opportunity and you walk to it, walk to it yeah. walk, or walk into yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think what makes minor so great for that is that the local guides that we use are so cute up and so knowledgeable yeah. about specific individuals. Mm. Um, and they know yeah. which elephants are better to walk than other elephants. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes makes a massive difference. And I think, you know, as a guest, and I've been to Minor a couple of times, and it's something that blows me away every single time I get there, is that it's a very difficult feeling to explain because you'll be walking through those floodplains and you've got a variety of different animals around you. You've got baboons, impalas, yeah. a whole bunch of antelope. There's a herd of elephants in the distance over there. There's a bull elephant that you're approaching on foot over here. Mm. And none of those animals are paying attention to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's quite crucial in, in obviously having that relationship with your local guide and the wild eye guide, mm. um, in creating that experience because you then find yourself sitting 20, 30 feet from a massive bull elephant yeah. and you have no impact on him. You're literally sitting on the ground towered by this massive giant mm. as he feeds on an albedo tree or whatever yeah, the case yeah, may yeah. be. Um, and that experience in itself is just, it's very difficult to put into words because from our brains and from our guiding careers, that's something that you would never, ever do. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in places we come from originally way back, you would drive a vehicle up to a point, then you see the behavior change. Mm -hmm. And then even then, though it's ethical and safe, you're still not experiencing the thing in that calm state. Yeah. And it's something, it's, it's almost overwhelming for people. And that's. With every destination we do, that's the moment as well where people should take their cameras away from their face. Yes. And just think, holy shit, look at where I am. Look at what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. But like, like so I, I host that um, Monopools, Kanga Wangi Safari. Mm. And often I'll say to guests, you know, you, you get one or two great shots. Um, the elephants or your subjects isn't necessarily doing much, but you're sitting on foot. Put your camera down, put it, mm. put it in the dirt next to you, yeah. sit there and just take a 360 view around you and realize where you are 100%. and how fortunate you are to be there. Yeah. And on top of that, then you've got this massive giant that's 20 feet away from you. Acting like uh, you're not there. Acting like mm. you're not there. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. So I think in terms of, of, of the safari itself, it's an amazing uh, way to start the safari. Um, and then from there, we head to Wangi, okay. to Samalisa. Oh, nice. Um, I know you've been, I haven't been yeah. there personally. I know you've been there. Which lodge are you using at Samalisa? 
Um, Main expeditions or acacia? Expeditions. Expeditions is cool because it's a tented one. Yes, it's, that's the one with the, the water trough right in front of you. Yeah. Yes. So the idea is there. I mean, they've, they've got a massive water hole in the far distance, which is mud. So the elephants are going mud there. And then at the edge of the deck, you would literally sit here and then where the wooden deck stops, the trough starts. It's a water yeah. trough, which yeah. feeds all the time. So you'd be having an elephant two, three meters from you drinking. So when you're taking a wide angle shot or an iPhone shot, you're photographing up at these things. Yeah. If you really want to get creative, you can also do um, evening shots, long exposure, and then flash or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very intimate and civilized way. So in monopools, you get into the dirt with them. Here you're sitting on the deck. You can have a gin and tonic. You can put your tripod on. You can run a video. And you can watch their behavior as they come in. They will mud and what have you. Mm. And then come and drink here. Babies, everything. I mean, I once had about... 20 of them tussling to get into this trough mm. and you just it's amazing it's the and the whole area in front of the lodge is there's like a ridge in the far side and it forms the channel so you can see them coming from the sides yeah. to the water yeah. hole and then in yeah it's really yeah. cool i think i think what's special about this is okay firstly i forgot to mention about minor pools during the dry season minor pools has about twelve thousand elephants that come into the floodplain. Yeah. Yeah. During the dry season to get to, to the Zambezi. So, mm. I mean, it's full of elephants. Yeah, when yeah. you look at Wangi in the dry season, there's not much water available. No. Um, and, I mean, especially by the camp, there's, there's, there's no water that's relatively close by. Yeah. And in Wangi, you've got a population of 40,000 elephants, yeah. which is a mass amount of yeah. elephants. You're pretty much guaranteed seeing one. You, you pretty much <laughs> are guaranteed seeing one. And I think the nice thing about about this experience is that one you get on foot so you get a variety of unique different images of elephants oh. um, then when you get to Wangi you're sitting on the deck watching elephants right next to you and I think it gives you for me for me personally it gives me a lot of peace and tranquility it sounds lame but it gives me a lot of peace yeah, and tranquility yeah. just sitting watching elephants sure. And in just sitting watching elephants, it also gives you ideas to photograph mm, because you may see an, an elephant behaving in a specific way and it may make you feel a specific mm. way. And the whole point of photography is trying to portray that feeling yeah. through a still image. Yeah. You can only photograph the things, you can only photograph well the things you really care about and know about. So the more you sit and watch, the more you know. Exactly. And people will care already because they've taken the effort to go there. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And then from there onto Chobe. And then from there, finish off it, uh, yeah, on the Chobe. Yeah. For the last couple of days. You know what the cool thing is about Chobe? Because you now, up until now, you are seeing animals kind of at the waterhole doing their thing from the from the water. And you're either on a vehicle or you're on yeah. foot. Now you're on a boat. Now you're on a boat. So that's three and different. So every single animal that you get, elephants or otherwise, you always have FaceTime. Yeah. They're always walking towards the water. Yeah. Um, because you're so low on the boat, so the boat has these built-in gimbals, which is great. But I often say to people there, don't put your main, put your main weapon, big lens, on there. Mm -hmm. But I have a 7200 loose because yeah. you can hang over the boat, have your, have your lens and camera like five centimeters from the water because you'll be 10 meters from fully grown elephants under the water popping up. Mm. And you'll see them cross the water in front of you. So the potential there... Biggest thing is don't lock your camera down. You need to be able you to have flexible. But you, that, <laughs> touch wood, not yet. Yeah. But that's the goal. I think to wrap that thing up, to end on the water, always get that face value. Yes. 
And what you can do that you can do it to a certain extent um, at Savalisa, but it's too small. Yeah. Is to have those wide shots where you've got water leading up to the animal. Yes, that's yes, golden. Yes, 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 Absolutely yes, golden, yes. hey. Yeah. So I I, I think that the, you're looking at, at three different ways of doing safari all in one trip. And yes, the focus is elephants, but yeah. what you've got to remember is minor pools has still got good lions. Oh, 100%. Wild dogs. Wangi is also very good for lions. Mm. Um, general game. Yeah. And then Chobi, I mean, you've got a variety of different bird species. The bird life on the water is great. Um, yeah. So although the focus is elephants, it's like you said, you know, you take... I always believe that you, you take whatever nature is willing to, yeah, to provide. You can only you. shoot what you see. Exactly. Mm. Um, so although the focus is elephants, I think this whole safari combined, it's going to give you a greater appreciation of elephants. Mm. Uh, I, if you feel the way that I feel about elephants, you're going to come away from it feeling a lot calmer yeah. with a sense of peace. Um, and I think the images that you take from that trip yeah. then also pull back those feelings and yeah. memories from the trip. When is it taking place? That's a very good question. I know but this year still? There is one this year, yeah. There's okay. a couple of spots And who's available. hosting these? Matt Yardley. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, there is a couple of spots available. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I know originally I was going to be doing it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very pleased <laughs> that I'm not. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely would recommend this trip. Eh? That's brilliant. No, I mean, elephants, and like you say, they're always doing something. It's not like you can do a lion trip and they'll sleep for 27 hours a day. Exactly. Which is not always great, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Elephants, awesome. So where yeah. can people, who should they get hold of around this trip? So they can either get hold of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so my email is trevor at wild-r.co.ca. Yeah. You've been instrumental um, in putting this together, kind of destinations and stuff. So people yeah, have questions. Yeah, yeah. So um, there is also um, a blog coming out just explaining the whole experience. Ah, okay. Um, going a bit more in-depth um, into each place that we visit. Okay. Um, and then there's also another blog uh, that Luke's busy with that um, just gives a very uh, it's very in-depth detailed information about elephants oh that's cool um, nice leader I think in terms of, of a safari like this it's not necessarily just about the photographs I mean anybody everybody no, sure. will absolutely love spending time with elephants yeah um, and everything else that you see but um, I think between my blog and Luke's blog, it'll also give you a good understanding of what kind of mm. images you can take in those different destinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, ideally what you want to do is a, from a photographic point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. going on a trip like this, you're experiencing three different, um, you're experiencing three different destinations. So your portfolio on elephants alone mm. can be extremely diverse. Yeah. The cool thing with a blog like Luke's doing, I often say to people, if they go somewhere for the first time, and they're gonna see their first elephant, their first grizzly bear, their first puff, whatever, is go and look at images, go and learn behavior, go and watch videos. Because if you know how they move and why they do what they do, your photographic eye, your creative voice will just be switched on. So it's and a good thing combination. Is it's, not, it's not copying because you'll, you'll no. never recreate someone's no. image. Mm -hmm. But it does, I, I believe exactly what you're saying. It, subconsciously, mm. you're banking those images in your yeah. mind. And when you are you know in what the to look field, for? you're going to have something that suddenly triggers and be like, mm. oh, I remember seeing this in a photograph. Let yep. me try and capture something similar. That's it. Or it might spark a completely yeah. different idea. It's gold. So, yeah, it is. It's absolute gold. Fantastic. It's an exciting one. It I is. mean, I might just do a private like that. So, put it together because I'm not hosting those. Maybe I should do a private. Maybe you should do a private. 
Maybe. If anybody has questions, get hold of us. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Lekker. But listen, we still have to do another chat, you and I, for the other podcast. Yes. Nice catching up. And um, yeah, guys, if you have any questions, get hold of the guys. Um, Trevor at wild.co.za, Matt at wild.co.za, and um, look out for the blog. We can find that on the Wild Eye Instagram feed at Wild Eye SA. Um, that's it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and yeah, hope to see you on one of those trips. My name is Jerry. I'm Trevor. We're from Wild Eye. Bye. Bye.